Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. feeling ever to be on the phone with Lady Lynn watching it on the USA Network which limited amount of time it'll be on the network it'll actually be going to Fox alright well I guess Lady Lynn will be calling in folks here in a minute so to start this Monday Night Raw review we're going to start it off right with a mixed tag match with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion and the Universal Champion folks, were a team tonight. They went toe-to-toe with Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas. You want to talk about setting the tone for a fucking show? Well, let me tell you. 
WWE is slowly but surely easing the fans back into the soft sense of security. No, they're easing the fans back in <clears throat> to watching their product again. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show my lovely female co-host, one of two, Lady Lynn. Welcome to the show. Hey, D-Train, what's up? Sorry for the delay. Little don't have uh, no, problem to take uh, care of. Oh, uh, no, it's all right. So I was telling the fans that, you know, SmackDown Live versus Monday Night Raw, in the sense of they're prepping us, I guess, because Survivor Series, believe it or not, folks, will be at Chi-Town. A lot of people still chant CM Punk. Well, he's taking a sweet little time. He said that he would not join professional wrestling. So those of you who are curious about CM Punk, you can see him live in living color on every TV talk show host about going back to wrestling or not going back to wrestling. I don't know if he's going back to AEW, so please stop asking me. I do not as publicist. I am just a regular podcast host who is reporting WWE Raw. So what a fun-filled curtain jerk to start the night or first match on the card, whatever you want to call it, folks. Zelina Vega and Andrade Cena almost did what they always do in NXT or did in NXT, and that was give the fans a good match. There's levels, there's stories. It was great. I had a good time. They all had a good time. So, fans, for those of you who tuned into Monday Night Raw and those say you gave up on it, boy, you guys are going to be sorry. I'm not saying WWE is totally going to romp the hell out of AEW, but Leyland, um, I want to get your thoughts on the very first match of the night because I believe that did set a good tone for tonight's three-hour show. Yeah, definitely did, B-Train. I, I have to say, I was shocked for once. Raw started off with a match instead of promo. As for the <coughs> match itself, damn. Oh, that was a good match. I'm I'm honestly not surprised uh, the man dispatched Delina Vega so quickly with the disarm her, but I got to say, seeing her lay a beat down on Andrade was great. So she also tried to defend, you know, Seth by giving forearm shivers to uh, Baron Corbin, or as we like to call him, Baron Corbin, Baron because Corbin. honestly... It's ironic that a TJI manager is now with a Applebee's employee. Well, I don't know. A lot of people tell me I'm wrong for saying that, but here's the deal. This Sunday, Extreme Rules, but before that, <clears throat> let's see here. If I go in order, because it's a three-hour show, folks, is a lot, so... It was an elimination tag match. That was an, I will say the stipulation at the beginning kind of threw us all off, folks. I mean, it, I know WWE likes to have elimination match and six-man tags because, God forbid, we don't get a steady dose enough of that. But I was just happy. There was no promo to begin the night. Thank God they ditched that format. SmackDown Live, please uh-huh. take note of that. Please, please. I mean, AEW is coming up pretty fairly quickly next month. Their pay-per-view free. Uh, it's going to be 
at the Sears Center, and it sold out. It's 23,000 seats. But I'll get to AEW later. Paul Heyman came on the show, and he said, <clears throat> That's not a, this is not a promise. This is not just me hearsay. This is a spoiler. So will he cash in at Extreme Rules? We do not know, folks. But honestly, at this point, I don't care. Heyman can do whatever he pleases because a lot of fans feel strongly about that statement because, after all, he barely shows up to tapings again. And I don't care if he's sick. I don't care if he's got the farts or the drizzling shit. That man... (laughs) is the only legit heel in WWE that they have. Bullshit. They've got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, that can run around, Shane, Drew McIntyre. Hell, they should have a tournament for that briefcase because if uh, if Lesnar cashes in on Sunday, so be it. You know, you can't stop it from happening. It's bound to happen sometime, but I don't know who. Okay, folks, I know you're messaging me on Instagram, and I am doing the best you can. We'll answer the best. We'll answer your questions as best we can. It's Wrestle underscore radio. Feel free to ask us any questions, Lady Lynn or myself. And like I said, <coughs> the two of us shall answer your ridiculous questions, some of you, not all of you, the best we can. So, the Miz, let's see here, a six-man tag, the Usos and the Miz versus the Usos, or yeah, the Usos and the Miz versus somebody made a typo. <laughs> versus the Revival and Elias. Not the Usos and Elias. Whoever wrote on Bleacher Report, it's okay, dude. We all have that moment where Raw is so good, we have a metaphorical orgasm where we can't type in the proper team. It's okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the first fall went to Elias and Revival. Mm. The Usos and Miz defeat them because, well, that's just them. It was okay. It was not the greatest of all matches. But you got to quit doing the two out of three falls match, Michael Hayes. Please quit doing that shit. And we know it's you because every fucking match is either a six-man tag or, you know, and I can say, well, you don't know as Michael Hayes that booked it. could have been Vince. Yeah, Vince is the overall seer of all things because that's his show. But I guarantee you, that's why he got a C plus on the review, because if you let him book shit all the time, you'll get nineteen mid nineteen eighties style match. And God love the Freebirds, respect the uh, on Eric's, but dear God, man, this is two thousand nineteen. Can you please book current? That's all I'm gonna say on that match. It was all right. It wasn't all that, in my opinion. It, it was funny. Hmm. Yeah. I guess they're turning the Usos into that. But uh, let's see here. Rey Mysterio had an open challenge. He come back from injury, which rock of shit. But <clears throat> he was legit hurt, folks. This wasn't storied in. You know, I mean, Rey Mysterio is hopefully going to retire, but I don't know. He faced off with Lashley. Now, Lady Lynn, I don't know. You see, it makes the injuries that he sustained look very mild because uh, Braun Strowman wasn't there, so Lashley decides to send a message to him. Ladies, let me get your thoughts on Lashley's heinous attack on Rey Mysterio. 
Do you think that Lashley was justified coming back from injury, trying to send a message to Strowman before Extreme Rules? P-Train, absolutely not. I don't think that was very called for at all. I mean, open challenge, sure, he can come out and challenge him, but to make an example out of him as to what he plans to do to Braun Strowman and Extreme Rules, no, no, that's not right. You don't do that to someone that just came back from injury. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm reading the grades on these things. It doesn't define the performers, but I agree with Leacher Report by giving it a D plus. Why? It wasn't that it was a terrible idea to send a message. So you want to send a message to Strowman. You, you, I get that. But at the same time, Ray did just come back and you made him look weak. Right? You know, let him lose to a bigger opponent. Usually normal Ray is the giant killer like Hogan, but whatever. It's whatever. The biggest little giant. Wasn't that his nickname once? I mean, I guess they want his little guy to lose to the big guy. That makes sense, I guess, in that regard. So Sorrow versus No Way Jose again. Go ahead. What are we doing? Repeating matches? Cesaro against No Way Jose again? You see why I say, okay, it's 50-50 booking. You know, like I said, it's not all one person. There's got to be a team of writers that decide whether or not you know, this is who goes on what, this is what goes where. To fill a three-hour show is difficult. Yeah. It's bound to, I'm sorry, folks, I'm getting distracted by your questions. Cesaro and No Way Jose. I feel sorry for those two. Do you know why? I think Cesaro should be in title matches. I don't know about you all. I also believe that he's better than that. Maybe he's just waiting on Sheamus to come back. I don't know. I said I don't. I don't guess anymore. WWE. Oh, I gave it a B minus. What the fuck? No, that match was not a B minus. That match was more of a C or a D rating on that scale, folks. Oh, and um. I'm going to skip past that because the Viking Raiders versus, yeah, they put versus, how nice. Uh, And then Eric and Ibar, which is the most. Well, when you put them against random nobodies, that makes the War Raiders, or as I know them, Lady Lynn knows them from their days in NXT, and the Viking Raiders is much better than the Viking Experience, which <laughs> that sounds like a bad porn if you think about it. Their team, their team name has been fucking butchered, if you ask me. But that's besides the point. At least they're, at least they're on air facing nobodies, right? You can hear the joy in my voice. It's supposed to be a positive review. At least they had action. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. There was action for sure, but eh. <laughs> I'm not so sure about the quality of the action in some instances. And in some instances, folks, what we're trying to say is it's a wrestling show. It's supposed to be entertaining. 
But as podcast journalists, we're supposed to be positive about that bullshit? No. I mean, Heyman is running it, but you can tell where Heyman runs stuff versus when certain people are given the reins, if you feel me. We're not necessarily pointing the finger at Vince. No, because he's the overall seer, and we have mad respect for the man. But some people are like, well, you have mad respect for a guy that bullshits his time and mistreats his talent. And, and you know what? In some instances, you tread lightly when you say that shit as a journalist, because what if Vince invites Lady Lynn and myself? Now, we have to be honest with his product. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's bad. Uh, to be suggestive about it, okay. Our suggestion to you is... Let Hunter run the fucking company, please, because it's not our place to say you should run, you know, you should run the show this way, you should run it that way, but you can tell, even with the changes, WWE's struggling, it's like, come on, pull the fucking trigger, what's the worst that could happen, oh hey, this generation's too happy, and do you know my child did this because he saw it on your programming? Really? I mean, really, is that what we've turned into? Is a soft spot fucking world where wrestling cannot be wrestling anymore and people get butt hurt over the smallest, simplest thing that gets aired like Maria Canellis bitching at Mike Canellis? Oh, good lord. <laughs> I don't know about you, B Train, but that gave me one hell of a good laugh. The fact that she refers to him as her bitch, um, I find it (laughs) funny that they're doing that as a story. I mean, it's got people intrigued. She's complaining. Then all I have to say is if you don't like it, then the door is that way. You know, if you're not satisfied, dear, and every article that's being pumped out about you... And I don't know why they haven't let your ass go, and I'm so confused. That's just my take on it. I have met Maria and Mike Canellis before at Access. They're very nice people. Whatever, you know, the story goes. And my God, dude, if you want to think that WWE is not paying attention to what AEW is doing, think again, because lines like that, Lady Lynn and I have not heard since the Attitude Era. And it was a long time ago that Vince said we he came on the air, and I remember this very vividly on USA Network. We're going to change the way we do things. This is the era of change. This is the era of attitude. And you think Vince McMahon will not deliver And yeah, he said, well, these are different times. WCW was like WWE now. I don't fucking think so. I'm not biased towards AEW or WWE. I just want to see wrestling, folks. That's plain and simple. And tonight was an improvement. Uh, Go ahead, Lady Lynn. I think that's what we all just want to see is wrestling. We just want to see a good show. At least tonight you know, delivered. It, they're throwing all, all their arsenals evolved, which I have seen, you know, at the future 
uh, co-host that will be coming, making his way back. Uh, because here's the deal, folks. I'm dropping a few bombshells tonight in the sense that Lady Lynn will still be staying on Mondays at 11.30 p.m. Central Time, 12.30 Eastern. But some things, like Granny Holzer will still be with us on occasion. But I will discuss that with you all later because I'm getting asked questions about what happened to Granny Holzer. She was in Vegas. There will be... Definite changes to the logo. There will be a YouTube channel coming soon. I just have to get everything in order, folks. Believe you me, Raw's distracted me tonight with how good it was in some instances and how confusing it was in others. But let's see here. Ricochet defeated Gallows and Anderson. Okay. I don't understand that. Is is it to make him look strong? Or, Or... you know, afterwards, you knew AJ Styles was going to beat him down type thing. You can't surprise some people. But I was satisfied with the way they presented the story to us. I mean, Ricochet looks big and bad by overcoming the odds. Dearest Pies, how old the fuck do you think we are? We were not born yesterday when we know that Ricochet is going to defend that United States championship. <clears throat> Most NXT are just pay or you know, they're just they're just playing past the uh US championship belt as if it means anything to Ricochet because I mean that guy should be in the main event title picture, yes, because mm, and no. I I okay, Steven, let me tell you something. I believe that they are very talented folks that come up from NXT, but the casual crowd will not, some of them will not understand why it's such a good thing that NXT gets called up to me. It's because it gives us a different look, all right? And two, I don't know why you think that Ricochet doesn't deserve to be in the title picture. I mean, everyone deserves some shot. But anyways, folks, I'm getting sidetracked here. I will answer the rest of your question, my friend, through Instagram, if that's okay with you. Steven from Seattle, Washington. That's really cool, man. So are you a big Daniel Bryan fan? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's cool. Um, so, yeah, Ricochet after that got beat up. And then, you know, folks, I, I was surprised at the end. I'm very, very surprised. So Shane McMahon was seen in the back giving a janitor a pep talk about, I'll give you $5,000. All you have to do is <clears throat> just stand there and Shane, or me and Drew will do the work. You want to talk about, you know, this is so funny. That's like million-dollar man Ted DiBiase shit right there. <laughs> I, I love the fact that they've made them out to be villains like McIntyre and McMahon. But I also like the way they're being re- not repackaged because that'd be if they were hurt or injured or whatever. But, you know, I like the way that this Raw went because it gave the fans that still care, it gave them a good feeling. And if you're strictly AEW, and I'm going to get into that real quick because I'm off the rails and censored. 
I haven't touched base with it, and I haven't. I've been slacking in the social media game, but that's a different subject for a different day. The main event was, you know, I was like, "Wow, who is that guy?" Because he's moving around like a fucking cruiserweight. And sure enough, I didn't know. Lady Lynn didn't know. They had us all fooled, which is a rarity in professional wrestling. Cedric Alexander <laughs> was Roman Reigns' partner. Holy crap! <laughs> Oh boy, was that a surprise that I don't think anyone was expecting B-Train, but that was no. some hell of fighting that he gave. Oh, and the beat the clock challenge. I'm sorry, folks, we missed one. So Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss will be going two-on-one at Extreme Rules. Dearest, I, I think the problem is, this is why I think women should have hardcore matches because imagine Nikki Cross with toys with kendo sticks and chairs I think that you know since she got to add the stipulation since Alexa wasn't quite there I mean it might help Bailey even the odds against Nikki Cross I cannot believe Renee Young I love you to death dear but how dare you say Nikki Cross deserved to be slapped by that Loch Ness Bigfoot ponytail monster I call her that folks because that is what she looks like why even her parents were afraid to show her off in public you know that's just hearsay Bailey has got always had the problem that's why she hugs people because she fools people with her appearance I'm shaking my head at you right now hey I'm glad you know well I w- you know, it is what it is, folks. I only state the truth. And Bailey, by far, is holding that SmackDown Live Women's Championship for Alexa Bliss, a true goddess. Might I add, she is much more of a goddess than that plank Lacey Evans, who was half woman, half puppet. Mm. I say that in the best regards because look at her legs. They look wooden to me. I think we all are in agreement that we know that WWE can do better, but they did make a good effort tonight on Monday Night Raw. If Bischoff could just pick up the slack and just do his damnedest help right for SmackDown Live, we, you know, we'd like, quit doing promos. Do not listen to Vince when it says, when he says, I want you to do this emphasis on this character, blah, blah, blah. Write in a promo or Dana Warrior, whoever the exec is, telling you what to do, what not to do. Do not listen to them in some instances. Listen to them because they are your bosses and they sign your paychecks, instance. But when it comes to hearing the fans moan and groan about why you did another promoville, Eric, we know you did wonders in WCW. Please do that right in the current moment. Uh Nitro was your forte, right? So live shows, you know the deal. You worked with Vince before. Folks, the story behind Eric Bischoff is he had to sell him a broom. He had to do a promo on why Vince McMahon would buy a broom from him. And this is a true story. So if he was able to sell Vince that broom, you should be able to sell the fans a good show. Just saying. So... (laughs) I mean, I seldom praise Eric Bischoff because of what happened and transpired. 
was not all of his fault. So I know a lot of people blame Vince Russo, and I'm getting off track here. But, yes, Monday Night Raw was amazing tonight. Why? Because for three I didn't even realize it was three hours. That was the first time I did not count the minutes on my watch. <laughs> you and me both, B-Train. I was more glued to the action than I was thinking, oh, when is it going to end? I mean, that was last week's Monday Night Raw. No, no, the week before Heyman got introduced. But it's been a cold day in hell for Vince McMahon, I'll tell you that. (laughs) And I mean that in the most sincerest of ways, folks. Because back when the ratings were 12 million people, imagine that you had almost 14 million people tuning in to Monday Night Raw. Even though there were spoilers back then on AOL.com for those of us who actually remember that shit. (laughs) Or, you know, the fact that Stone Cold was running around kicking everyone's ass. So back then, that was our version of Becky Lynch. You had Shawn Michaels, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon. You had Corporate Ministry, Corporate DX. You had... Well, unfortunately for the women's division, you had bra and panties matches. Yeah. And you had mud pit matches. And Thanksgiving feast day matches. Evening gown matches. So the women's division, in other words, folks, was a total joke. It did get ratings, though, so therefore I guess it's not such a joke. Uh Yeah. Yeah, it got ratings, oh. but it was more of a beauty contest than actual women wrestling. And who are we referring to, folks? Jacqueline, Sable. Well, Jackie could actually wrestle. Um, Marlena, who then turned into Terry Runnels. Eh, it depends. They actually had a group called PMS back in the day and not shitting you guys. The Lady Wynn and I wish we made that shit up, but it's true. Much as I don't want it to be It's damn true Yeah There's some good wrestling A little bit But anyways folks Before I get into Off the Rails Uncensored We gonna um, How do I put this We're gonna do shout outs We'll do the advertisements Later next week Oh Danny Cage will announce later Sometime this month or this week, keep your social medias open on Twitter and Facebook. He will announce when the latest Monster Factory camp, the Super Camp, will be taking place. When it will be taking place, and what you know, he will not tell you which guests will be there unless he decides to. That's his discretion. Shoutouts go to all of you wonderful people in the UK, the United States. Canada, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia. Love you, mates. Thank you for listening to my show. Tokyo, I love you to death, too. Thailand, oh, my goodness, I got Thailand now. <laughs> Welcome to the crazy ship, because this motherfucker's been all kinds of crazy. Just saying, you know. <clears throat> well, folks. It's that time when you got to buckle the fuck up, 
put your seatbelts on if you have children. Please understand that I have explicit content that is not to be repeated or duplicated or fabricated off the rails and censored. It is a licensed show. I spent $45 on the fucking copyright law, so if you decide to use my title, think twice. Because every time it gets used, guess what? You owe me a royalty. I already started on my rant, and I ain't even begun the rant. Isn't that crazy? In that case, monkeys in the truck. Hit my fucking tunes, baby. sunglasses and I don't have someone you know in a studio while I smoke a cigar and you know I light up two three four of those some bitches and I get laughs you know so <clears throat> AEW had an incident just a minor one if you will it's no big deal some people are blowing the shit way out of proportion but I believe, you know, healthy competition is healthy competition by noticing mistakes. So let me point that out for you. There's not fallacy, right, if you don't take a protected chair shot. Now, everyone believes they know everything about how to take a chair shot when you're not a fucking wrestler. Some of you may have a concept or ideology of how this shit works. Even if you're trained, they tell you, Put your fucking hands up in front of your forehead so that you don't get your brains bashed in. Cody ended up with more than 12 stitches because Sean Spears or Ty Dillinger or whatever came in the ring, folks, and he said, well, we tried to gimmick the shot. And that's what one article said, according to Bleacher Report, you know, CBS Sports, Sportskedia, Whoever the source was that you know wrote this article, basically said he you know thought that it looked okay, although he was wondering why the hell he didn't protect his head. When you try to gimmick your shit all the time and come up with over the top crap that nobody seems, I'm not saying AEW is going away anytime soon, but what I'm noticing is everything. That AEW is way over the top. A thumbtack match where he took off the guy's shoes. <laughs> I'm talking about Jonathan, you know, John Moxley. Sorry, my bad. Not supposed to say real name. Probably doesn't give two flying fucks, but here's the thing. Why they didn't match? Because the fans ate it up. They, they're sick bastards. Some of them are sadists, man. Some fans like to see guys get beat up. <clears throat> I don't know for any of you out there 
who enjoy, you know, when your kid takes off your shoes and socks, be thankful they don't have thumbtacks at the bottom. And, you know, that's different. You know, I've I've seen this before in CZW. I, you know, Joey Janela's nuts. Example of how uh, a pile driver on the top of a coffin. It, 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 he did it to his own girlfriend. Folks, I know that stuff is gimmick. I know that stuff is totally, like, under the radar with you. But AEW, I'm just going to say it. Great company, newcomers all around. But if you're so all elite, why are you, as a company, gigging every other event? You guys do realize that shaves years off your career as a professional wrestler. When you start doing hardcore shit, okay, great. Granted, you know what? Adam Cole took a suplex off the top of a cage at NXT War Games. I was there. In Houston It sadly was not filled to the brim Like most NXT events But Adam did it safely You're going to have not unsafe moments In professional wrestling I get that But what I'm going to point out To you all is You guys are singing their praises At the beginning of every Company you guys can sing praises But what happens when they don't gig, when they don't have chairs or any hardcore elements, ECW much? My God, dude, you're stealing a page out of Heyman's book. And I noticed this because the only difference is it's like, okay, if you look at AEW's current roster, there's 74 people. And Tessa Blanchard and most of these people do not have exclusive contracts. Congratulations. What happens when their booking is conflict what they're doing in AEW. Uh, And by the way, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but when you have an intergender match, she is not believable in Impact Wrestling. Just saying, she's a good person, but to beat Jake Crist, hmm, hmm, females can wrestle... Each other and men, yes. But to have them going over and have them being a champion in a male-dominated world, you do realize, and I'm not referring to AEW in this rant, in Impact Wrestling, are people going to freak out? Yes and no. I don't freak out in the sense that, yes, she's a competitor, and I look at it from that perspective. But let me let me just point this out to you. Tessa Blanchard is not the size of Jake Crist. She beat him clean. Like, excuse me, no. If she was to face Brian Cage, you know, like he backed out of it because you booked him to lose. I, I just, I'm sorry, dude. Like, to me, that was a mistake. On Impact Wrestling's behalf To book her To do what she did You're also creating the Delusion that she can beat anybody On AEW's roster And I tied this in because They're doing wonderful things They're a new company 
Yes, that's great. And the match between Omega and Moxley is going to sell out, you know, they already did sell out in 15 minutes. You guys are going to go to TV live on TNT. I'm sorry to say this, but every company that has come on that network, uh, let's see, the last one they did was WCW. And what are the parallels between AEW and WCW? Well, one, they're both run by Rhodes. Dusty did run or help run WCW for a very, very long time until WWE came calling and said, hey, help us out with this NXT thing, man. <clears throat> I'm not saying AEW is a terrible company, but there is a problem or problems. When you do stupid shit, like take a chair shot that is unprotected, you look like the dumbass. I, and if... I get flack for calling Cody a dumbass. This thing, did he know that that chair shot was coming? It looked like he didn't, and it made the show look really bad because the fans were like, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah, because he had to undergo concussion protocol. This is not a joke, folks. This is not something you go do in your backyard and then translate it into, okay, how can we get the fans to do this in their own backyard? Like, oh, on the real, okay, AEW impressed me with the fact that they're having great matches with Joey Janela, Hangman Page. Uh, they got the Young Bucks going toe-to-toe with Cody and his brother. And a lot of me thinks, what if Cody turns on Dustin? I mean, at the same time, because you've got the club now realigned with AJ Styles, Carl, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. So, yeah, things are about to get fairly fucking interesting. Between the two, you've got NXT call-ups going to Maine because, well, they're pulling everything out in their arsenal WWE is with Evolve, you know, the Extreme Rules, you not want to be called extreme because I don't know if Alexa and Nikki are going to use hardcore items. It'd be really much more interesting if that were the case. But I digress. AEW is doing some pretty dumb things. Do you know why? They said, we do not want to be a roster full of former WWE guys. Here they are. There's rumors, actually there's possibility that <clears throat> Damian Sandow will be joining AEW. So now you've got Sandow, Wade Barrett, Ty Dillinger, Cody Rhodes, Jericho. Oh yeah, it's starting to become WWE infested, all right. So what, you know, I everyone thinks that I'm being critical. Well, yeah, I am. I'm being, well, actually I'm being my blunt, honest self on this. I'm not pro-WWE by any stretch of the fucking means. Because WWE has done some pretty dumb stuff, too. Like having Shane booked in practically every other fucking match, like Hunter. Every main event paper, not main event paper, but seems like <clears throat> there's not been one fucking pay-per-view that did not include Hunter on it. And dear God, you know, it's what India wanted to see, really? You wanted to see Taker versus Goldberg? 
see you people waited 20 years too late. I mean, these guys still look like they're in shape, but what the point I'm getting at is how long can AEW keep up their whole facade of we're going to tell the match, but, you know, we're going to have to gig. It has to make fucking sense, people. And you guys are like, oh, AEW is doing much better than WWE because they're more loose. They're more... They are better when it comes to decision-making and booking. We're never not going to give the fans what they want. I'll wait. I will wait with the rest of the fucking critics to be like, well, you, you guys gave the fans what they wanted, but people will find things to complain about. That's just business. All I'm trying to tell you is that AEW gets talked about, WWE gets talked about, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Notice the trend here, folks. They get talked about. That's the main thing that fans want to do is be able to discuss, hey, did you see that show last night? Or, hey, did you see that awesome, awesome main event that AEW put on? People talk about a lot of things when it comes to professional wrestling. It all gets looped into one. It's never, did you like this? Man, I really like this or I really like this. People are already being biased because they see what's going on. They're like, well, injuries happen. We know what happens when, oh, gee, Wrestling becomes a competition. There will be a divide. There already is. But it will be greater because you have those who are stuck in their snobby ways. I wouldn't watch this program because my life depended on it. A few weeks ago before Heyman took over, yeah, you guessed right. Lady Lynn and I were contemplating waiting till AEW opened up their line on fall on TNT just so we could see some decent wrestling because all WWE was doing was, hey, watch me talk. Hey, you know, I can talk better. Pull the mic, you know, between, it's past the mic between Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, <clears throat> help, practically most of the fucking roster. Let's just put it that way. Tonight was a big improvement over all that bullshit that they were doing two weeks ago. I mean, if you come to a show in professional wrestling, you expect to see action, like tonight, to start off the night with an elimination tag match, mixed tag match. It was a stroke of genius to throw people out there to do stuff. You don't have to have hardcore folks to have professional wrestling. But AEW, I noticed, I have fucking noticed, when you turn Moxley loose, that's one thing. But when you turn three-quarters of your roster, and they're like, well, Jungle Boy isn't hardcore. Like, that doesn't fucking matter. Every match that I have seen that is worthwhile, like the Battle Royal was hilarious, you know, with MJF. But by the way, you can catch a clip of him uh, on the Rosie O'Donnell show. It was hilarious. And, you know, he told the, he told a few jokes and made people laugh. Anyways, point I'm trying to make is <clears throat> you can't, you just can't. And professional wrestling have gigging 
all the time. There has to be a story build up for that moment in order for you to reach that reach that brink of insanity, man. That bridge you just want to jump off because honest to God, AEW was prison, you know, their championship was prison by Brett the Hitman Hart. So Yeah, Brett probably did it because you know, the whole Hall of Fame incident. I was there, folks. That was not part of the fucking broadcast, and thank God. Is DDP saying, you know, he could start a whole new Monday Night War? I would not be opposed to that. I'm just telling you all. What I have an issue with is the fact that they are doing every match literally every other match, and they are not telling the fans a story by doing hardcore. They're like, well, they built up to that. No, they fucking didn't. Yes, Cody has history with some of the people on the roster. But it's not all Cody wrote. Oh, no, no, sir. What it is is that they're trying to give us too much. He's back, fuckers, because you keep doing that, you're eventually going to have years of your career shaved off for you. By doing hardcore, as a former worker who worked in a few hardcore matches myself, even though I was a manager in both, what I can tell you is, if you gig all the fucking time, your forehead's going to look so fucking awkward and hope to pray to God that your dates, your fiancés, and your women that you are associated with or men, whatever you choose to decide doesn't matter. But I feel personally that if you take a hardcore match and multiply it over and over and over again, I don't think the crowd will want that. The only reason they're tuning in right now to it is because, well, they're the new kids on the block. They have something to offer. But once that new kid on the block becomes just a regular Joe in the crowd, my question to you is, uh, like also Patrick Mahomes, is what happens when people figure you out? I could have just, if I had a microphone, I would mic up because I'm going to tell you. People believe that there's routine we changed well, I don't know that until I hit the field is what Mahomes will say. Annoyingly enough, because I hate the Chiefs. And some people will say, well, I can't believe I was like, dude, let me explain this. He threw fifty one touchdown passes and could not make a fucking Super Bowl. End of story. Doesn't matter if you say the Patriots cheated or not. The end result was what? They made it further. So what AEW is doing, I can reference this. <clears throat> you do enough hardcore matches. You do enough gimmick matches. People are going to be like, oh, I've never seen this before. Yes, because our curiosity as fans will tell you, this is what we seek. This is what we've been missing. So there are those six sadists that like this shit and will continuously watch it because they believe what they see or do in their backyard is why AEW is so popular with them. Mm-hmm. Some, not all. 
am I looking down on those fans? No, because Lady Lynn and myself, we told each other, we are going to watch AEW because it's not only the competition, but it is something new. Yes. And Shiny New Toy is something to watch because they not only include the gigging and the hardcore that's being missed out on in WWE, but I think the reason they're doing that, folks, in WWE is because you, every once in a great while, like, okay, for instance, Becky versus Charlotte, last woman standing match at Evolution, the all-women's pay-per-view. Do you want to do a last woman standing match all the time? Uh, no. That would get <coughs> very tiring very quickly. And many fans would quickly lose interest. It would become very boring. And no one would look forward to it. And I'm not saying AEW is a bad company because they have hardcore. No, by any means, no. I grew up on ECW. And I'm kind of pissed that certain fans are not realizing, well, it's for the moment you're living in the past. Okay, I saw this shit with Tommy Dreamer and Al Snow and Joey Styles at the top of his lungs going, Oh my God. So, my initial reaction to AEW pulling this shit my god, man, I'm going to sing your praises, believe it or not. But at the same time, you're making it very difficult for me to believe that you're going to last longer than five years. If Cody keeps getting hurt like that, do you honestly think that they're going to be able to carry the company? Yes. Mm, and no. Yes, in the sense that one incident does not define a company. It actually could strengthen them. But at the same fucking token, you want to keep people's interest because people are fucking stupid, some of them. So, honestly, folks, this is what I believe is going to happen. If you don't think Hunter is correct about a piss hand company reference, here's why I am saying I'm not biased, totally biased WWE. And I'm kind of for AEW because it helped push WWE out of the PG era. So believe it or not, AEW did help WWE in an inadvertent kind of way. Let me explain and elaborate for those of you saying, no, it's not possible. Yes, it is, you fuckers. Before AEW came, it was nothing but Promoville on Monday Night Raw. And I can tell you it may not be a joy to Hunter and them to stay up late and start working different monologues in for promos and doing different things to create a better product. Look, WWE has evolved. What does AEW have? They have cruiserweight division, a middleweight division, and the heavyweight is their title nice looking? Yeah, it is. The point I'm getting at, folks, is if you do certain things 
all the fucking time. You have to live up to the height that you gave the fans the very first, you know, okay, so your show sold out and there's 72,000 people in circulation for a 23,000 seat event. That's awesomeness. More power to you, my brothers and sisters. But my question is, how long will this last? Because if I'm being dead honest with you, I think it's the problem when you keep doing hardcore in every fucking match. Omega Jericho, Omega, and anybody that's got a pulse. I love Kenny Omega to death, but my God. You're like, well, it's a different brand of wrestling. We've created, we planted a whole new seed. Okay. I love Cornette, like the most of us. Okay. I like Arn Anderson, and I like Billy Gunn. But, dear God, that's WWE's old creative team in a nutshell. Are they going to do wonderful things? Yeah, you bet your ass they will. Dean Malenko, so basically WWE 2014. 12 to 2019 Early 2019 But Actually if I'm describing WWE when it was good and decent uh, That would be NXT Because Raw and Smackdown Live If I had to choose the lesser of two evils I would say Smackdown Live Because it was once upon a time A show that was worth tuning into and if last week's show wasn't any indication of what needs to be done and what needs to be changed, then please tell me somebody's in the back monitoring what Bischoff is doing writing-wise because it's what makes sense. It's like, <sighs> sigh. <laughs> this is not amateur hour, folks. This is professional fucking wrestling, especially in the bigs, you know. <clears throat> You're expected Put on a decent show Decent you know Doesn't begin to describe AEW I mean they're doing great things It's just my one nitpick is Quit doing so many fucking hardcore shit Okay Because hardcore can be anything From thumbtacks to the to the bare feet Of Joey Janela To razor barbed wire Steel chairs wrapped with barbed wire and it's weird that someone likes that shit, but not really. It's going to get people that come across as lovely, friendly motherfuckers. But AEW, my one question to you is, why does every match have to include someone gigging? You're going to fuck somebody's livelihood up with that shit. So, by all means, man. There are nitpickers and naysayers about AEW, and they don't understand that that actually helped WWE in the sense that people were like, oh, it's two-for-one tickets for Extreme Rules. Yes, we realize this, but what can you do, folks? I mean, AEW's got uh, one hell of a strong case that they're presenting, but my God, I, I after seeing... The match we know that includes gigging between Cody and Dustin, or the fact that Jonathan Goodman were, you know, sorry, Jonathan Moxley was doing a match that was kind of comedic, but also his forte, hardcore. 
I'm beginning to think ECW and AEW are the same company. And I recall ECW folding up like an accordion. I'm just going to say this in closing. If you do hardcore enough, it'll drive your fan base completely away after two, three years of seeing nothing but injuries. Cody Rhodes is one. Who's next, folks? It's going to be a great company. It's going to do great things, but i got to say it. You need some structure in your matches. Otherwise, it's going to make your product look like shit. And you're going to argue with me and say, that's why we sold out our events. You can keep selling out events. Attitude Era did it for years. You know, you want to say when it drives them out of business and then hit Triple H's throne. Karma's a bitch, isn't it? Because you got hit in the head with a chair and you didn't protect yourself. So, I don't know about you, man, but let the war begin is all I'm going to tell you with AEW and WWE. Mum's the word, no, action's the word for tonight's show because they, despite having a shitty card, decided in New Jersey must give the crowd what they want. Yeah, 50-50 booking, folks. But if you didn't believe when I says I got three choice words for you, because, well, before I start on my last ending rant, tune in tomorrow. Ezra Zealous will be our guest, five or 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central Pacific Standard Time. He will be calling five minutes after show start time, so around 5.35, 5.36. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. At 213-943-3422 Again, it's toll free 213-943-3422 And you don't have to use 1-800-COLLECT Or call ATT So, for those of you who get the joke You know Oh, and one last intimate before I gotta go to sleep Bitches is If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails Had to fucking say And I got three Choice words For you Forget about it. And Lady Lynn. And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, call me what you will. Crazy is not a word you should use. All right, folks, that'll do her. So tune in tomorrow and Tuesday. Tune in Wednesday for my solo projecto. Actually, it's been a while since I've posted anything on social media. I will get better. We will improve. And we will move forward. Russell Radio Network is getting a total makeover. I've been saying it for weeks. But it will. Believe me, I've got things up my sleeve, literally. All right. So, don't worry. They're not explosives. Jesus Christ. Superstar. Because I don't want to offend the religious folk. Alright, folks, good night for reals. This is the last send-off, I promise you. Hit my music, monkeys in the truck. Dig it. I gotta do better than that. Dig it.